Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, listening to Spooky Doings Podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York. Uh, it is a Sunday morning as we record this. And I don't know how capable I am of banter because changing the clocks is stupid. And whether you're going forwards or backwards, it fucks with you. And a lot of people will just, at this point, blame it on farmers. And I say, no, 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 no. That is a lie. They are the scapegoat. Daylight savings time was invented. So golf courses could be open longer. And kids could trick it, treat more. And therefore, companies could sell more candy. So once again, the poor farmers of America are the scapegoats. But you know who's not a scapegoat? And this is a horrible segue. Chelsea Bennington is not a scapegoat. I am no one's scapegoat, damn it. No one's. <laughs> um, I, yes, daylight savings time, I have a complicated relationship as I, with it, you know. As, I, as I, with most things. Yes, as with most things. Compli- it's complicated. Um, I don't like spring forward, even though it does give us like that extra hour of daylight, which is, you know, nice. Um, but I, I hate, you know, I, I remember once being at a friend's place and seeing the clock just immediately. Cause we were up late and just seeing the clock immediately change to an hour ahead. I was like, oh dear God. Um, but fall back. I don't mind as much cause it, and it doesn't mess with me as much cause I get that extra hour that day at least and I'm already an early bird so I get up early on weekends and I love getting up early a lot of people don't like that about me that travel with me that I get up very early um but I I don't mind it today because I was looking at my phone and I saw how early it was then I looked at the clock on my stovetop and I was like "Ah!" and then I realized oh wait no all's all's okay so I don't mind it but I don't know why we do it anymore. <laughs> so I like mean, I you kind said. of answered that with your mm-hmm. with your uh, with your statement. But um, it's it's interesting. I'm not looking forward to it getting darker earlier because us people who are working in the office or working office jobs, like going out in the dark, <laughs> like your day, it could be five p.m. You're done with your day, and then it's just night. That's kind of a bummer sometimes. I'll go you one further. As someone who loves summertime and who loves the heat, longer nights in the summer is better, especially for people like Chelsea and myself. Who yeah, I love come, long nights in the summer. Who have come to enjoy drive-ins. You want to go to a drive-in theater as an early bird and the movie's not starting till nearly nine o'clock? No, you don't. But as a younger man, there were... Uh, hot summer nights in the darkness. A lot of people reminisce and say those were the days. In the words of George Carlin, no. Days you went to work, you had to go to school, all that kind of stuff. At night, that's the fun stuff. Those were the nights. Uh The 90s were a weird time. Anyway, (laughs) speaking of the 90s, we're talking about one of the sub-genres of horror that really had its catalyst in the late 90s, we're talking about found footage. And I know what you're gonna say uh, if you're very thorough in your movie watching. Uh, Rick, wasn't Cannibal Holocaust a found footage movie and that came out before the 90s? And I say, fuck that movie. Um, It was banned. Uh, 
uh, right or wrong, for that matter, if they had just said it's banned in a lot of places because you show actual animal killing on screen, I never would have watched the motherfucker. It was just, it's banned, it's a video nasty, and that made, piqued my curiosity, and I regret watching it. But in the late 90s, a movie came out about three young people going to make a student film in Burkittsville, Maryland. And this is outside of the regular films that Chelsea and I will be talking about, but you can't talk about found footage without talking about what is considered the granddaddy of them all, the Blair Witch Project. Directors Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez took about $68 in between them and made a shit ton of money off a movie with handheld cameras and freaked people out and made people think it was real for a little while, uh, much like uh, Cannibal Holocaust did. But luckily, these actors ended up showing up on other things and doing press and convincing the world, hey, we're not dead. Yeah, I remember, so I, as a lot of people know, am a child. I'm a young baby. And eight pounds, six ounces. Um, but anyway, in the 90s when it came out, it was 99, right? Yeah. So I was eight years old. Um, and I remember the phenomenon with it because my, you know, older sister was 13. So ideal age of wanting to go see like the Blair Witch Project in theaters. And the marketing for it, I know a lot of people keep trying to retcon it and say nobody really thought it was real no a lot of people thought it was real um, those people yeah. speak the bullshit i knew a guy that went to a screener and i heard he wept openly because he believed he had just witnessed murders exactly so it's i love hearing about that like because i was eight years old thinking oh my god this is it was um treated almost like i mean also i'm from bible belt alabama so this whole thing this whole phenomenon was treated like it was like a snuff film being shown in theaters it was not it was not received rather well but i remember all of the older kids going and seeing it and calling it you know the scariest movie they had ever seen and that those you know those kids those uh uh you know actors we're never found again and it's all true and i i believed it i believed it until probably middle school is when i got when i finally watched the movie and it had been out for a few years and then i think the sequel happened in what 2002 something like that yeah something like that and it just kind of was known by then like you know no <laughs> that was not a real a real situation but it is a it is something we're never going to get again which is probably for the best with the way society is now and the things the terrible 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 things that are happening i don't think i want to be tricked into thinking something was real um but it's it's so cool and i feel like with found footage the reason i'm not always crazy about that genre other than the headaches i get um is that realism you know i know it's i know it's a movie but like with blair witch i didn't um mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's a very magical experience mm. it, it it definitely kicked off something uh right from the beginning and that was for our time everything else got its start 
before you and I were walking the earth and watching cinema regularly. Um, when I watched The Blair Witch Project, I enjoyed the hell out of it in the theater. I was not scared, though. Again, the 90s were a weird time, and I was thinking, I spent a lot of time in the woods near my high school with uh, lovely companions. But then there's that last shot of the movie where Michael's standing in the corner and all of those fond reminiscences I was having in the moment they leapt out of my head. I'm like, oh, shit, this is different. Yeah. And and, and it becomes a thing. And you're right. It, 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 like every other genre, there's hit or miss. Um, I frequently have the issue where they don't really explain how the footage gets found. There's some instances where like, there's no way this footage is found. Uh, this it, it, Who compiled this? This is the bullshit. Um, but when it's done well, uh, I, I love it. And I got uh, a few that I'm going to talk about that I think are done well. And uh, but Chelsea's going to talk about uh, ones that maybe she loves and maybe ones that make her nostrils flare like a five alarm fire. Uh, that's fair. Um, <laughs> yes, I'll. Ladies I'll, first. Ladies first, Rick. No, I'm kidding. Um, I. I could be a part time woman. I can be a lady. Um, lady, I feel like has become kind of. It's like girl. It's like gender neutral now. Like hmm. you could be a lady. Anyway. Well, that's another conversation for another day. Um, because I call everyone girl. Um, that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm still on my first cup of coffee. So, that's, um, so. <laughs> that's okay. I I I think it's a it's a great thing. I saw like a picture of Iggy Pop once wearing a dress. Like, there's nothing shameful about dressing like a woman because there's nothing shameful about being a woman. So that that being complimentary, like how many times have women been called guys? Great. So yeah, you know, call me a lady. I'm fine. I may not put my hair in rollers, but you know, maybe it just means you think I'm pretty. <laughs> That's very true. Um, so the first one that I'm going to talk about is one that I don't particularly enjoy, but it's a memorable one for me because I think it was the first like found footage that I saw in theaters. Um, and that film is Cloverfield. <laughs> um, was that on your list? No. Okay. But I have so, strong feelings about it. Yeah. So I saw it in theaters and it came out when I was in high school. So yeah, 2008, about a group of friends in New York um, and a party is happening and lots of drama between all of these adults, someone moving, someone breaking up, someone, you know, all of, all of these things. And uh they're just having a party. It's being recorded by God. Who is it? What's his fucking name? TJ Miller. Miller. Yeah. Anyway, um, who is now, I, I think appropriately canceled, very much canceled, but he just plays such an annoying person in everything he's in. Um, is he playing or is that? Just yeah, exactly. He's just showing up on set and saying words. And then they're like, all right, there you go um and he's recording it and he's annoying everybody with his recording as well um because it brings a very good question of if this is continuing to happen if there's you're you're seeing this suddenly the party is disrupted because there is a huge monster alien situation happening out in new york destroying buildings um destroying helicopters very 
you know, not to compare it to Godzilla by any means, but it is big monster destroying uh, a city. And it's got all these like tentacles type of situations. I've, I've only watched the movie like twice. So this is probably the most like paraphrased uh, summary of it. But I do remember it having some crazy arms. Um, <laughs> it had some crazy arms that I remember. The, the working title was Crazy Arms from Space. Go yes, on. Crazy Arms from Space. And um, these, you know, group of friends, like most of them know each other. And then there's one like outlier who's, you know, Lizzie Cap who doesn't really know anybody um trying to make it through the city trying to get to safety and he's recording it the entire time and I just remember when I went inside it was a huge deal that this was coming out um I just remember everybody was going crazy about it being this you know big you know I don't even know if it's the found footage aspect probably that people were freaking out about but I do remember it being like the horror event of the year at least like in my area and way and with the people that I was around it was being played that way and the marketing for it I believe was pretty crazy as well um so I went and I had already seen you know Blair Witch and stuff by then um and probably a couple of other found footage things that I just don't recall and I just never saw any on the big screen and the reason this sticks out for you know one being the first found footage I saw on the big screen and number two I was like oh my god I have such a headache this is so annoying <laughs> like through the whole movie I was like this is really annoying I it was I had to watch it again like when it came out you know I rented it from like you know uh red box and like watched it again and of course had significantly less of a headache because I was not seeing it on the big screen but um, it just, it really stood out to me because it had all of those, you know, all of those tropes as well, where you have like the army base or, you know, whatever. Again, I'm paraphrasing it so bad, <laughs> but. It, I think you're doing quite well. Please continue. Thank you. You have like, you know, the army base situation and they're dealing with um, people who were possibly infected by crazy arms we're gonna call him crazy arms mm -hmm. now um and dealing with you know if someone's infected they're shooting instead of trying to figure out what's wrong with the person um or the person just explodes um behind a medical sheet that i remember um and then at the end you know you finally got uh, the couple that definitely died <laughs> at the end and uh, but they're still recording like it's just that's what it is like with found footage like with Blair Witch it makes perfect fucking sense they are making a film but with this I'm like this is a live or die situation like even with uh, I'm, I'm gonna mention that movie later but even with another movie it makes sense but with this mm -hmm. it's just a douche with a camera <laughs> When the, and then when the douche dies the couple takes over with the camera and I'm like why are y'all recording and then it's just this whole situation so that is if, if anyone has never seen Cloverfield you have now <laughs> just by my description you have seen it but um I do remember a lot of the effects being pretty cool but it did focus on that they tried focusing on that character development as well but none of the characters I remember being particularly likable or even multi-dimensional <laughs> um, yeah 
<laughs> shitting on this movie so hard but um i don't know i've shit on movies harder than this i'm actually being quite forgiving uh i have not yet begun to shit so yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so so no i just i have to bring it up because of course like it caused a bit of a phenomenon i remember that it was the first one i saw and it was that movie you know there's two movies that i remember seeing for their like genre or their spectacle and I decided I will never see a movie like that in theaters again and Cloverfield was that for found footage I was like I'll never see found footage in theaters again I ended up seeing found footage in theaters again because I never hold to my word and then this is, <laughs> um, this is digressing for a second but I remember when 3D became a phenomenon I saw the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland in 3D and I was like wow I will never see a 3D movie ever again because I had a headache the entire time so um those are like those two movies where I was like wow this is not for me <laughs> so anyway Cloverfield the sequel's better it is so <laughs> much sequel's better. miles better you could probably watch it on its own I think yeah actually yeah. probably should um, yeah, Cloverfield directed by Matt Reeves. I agree with with everything you said. That is one of the problems sometimes in found footage is like they have not come up with a legitimate reason to keep filming. Now, the trailer of Cloverfield, it's in the height of the popularity of Lost. And it is a J.J. Abrams production. So the preview was just a whole lot of it showed you practically nothing except the Statue of Liberty's head landing a few feet away from this party. And so people in the zeitgeist of Lost are like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And here's my problem with Cloverfield, that loving couple. Um, the male is going to work in Japan, I believe, after hooking up with his longtime friend that he had a crush on, which we see snippets of, because the aforementioned cameraman douche uh, is taping over a tape that this guy made uh, of like post-coital uh, terrific day with your boo. But time has passed. He's going to Japan for a job. The party is his going away party. And she shows up with a new guy. And when Crazy Leg Jones is wreaking havoc in New York City, she calls him to be rescued. Now, I've grown, I've matured, I've been to therapy. But in 2008, if an ex that I was unhappy with called me and said, Rick, save me, my reaction would be, there's crazy leg Jones between you and I get your new man to save you. I'm out of here. Is that petty? That's not for me to say. I I'm just saying now. how I would react. Now, beautiful lady, over two decades in, yes, I will cross all of Manhattan. I will fight the little parasitic doodle bugs that fall off of crazy leg jones to save her life there's history that yes i would risk life and limb to do that for some gal i banged once then broke my heart no <laughs> call me whatever you want to call me i will accept any judgment passed upon me 
I don't know. I'm an every man for himself person. I'm like, what am I going to do? How am I going to help you? You get out of there. You think two people are going to beat this thing? You go find yourself out of here. I'll meet you later. Yes. When you're in a crisis situation with Chelsea Bennington, all she's going to say is smell you later. Yeah. Smell you later, alligator. Crazy leg Jones. Now, I would like to put a little bit more flavor on my first selection and in this conversation. A little bit of Latin flavor, sabor latino, if you will. Because my first pick is Wreck. <laughs> the wonderful right. found footage movie from Spain. It gives you the reason why they keep filming. It is a news crew going in and following the fire department throughout the night. They're making the show li Living After Dark on the mean streets of España. And they go to this apartment complex where some shit is going down and it's a bunch of people infected and everybody's killing each other and then they're quarantined. They're stuck. They can't fucking leave. Otherwise, they're going to get shot. And it's a wonderful exercise in jump scares and things popping off and it doesn't have that American sensibility where we have to protect the kids. So they're fair game too, which I like in that infected uh, not quite zombie kind of way. And we skip to the end because it's my favorite part, my mother being Portuguese and uh, our, our, our uh, late night host uh, protagonist gets up into a room and she finds evidence that this virus that is making people go mad started somewhere in Portugal. And I'm like, oh, probably my jerk off cousins were involved. Probably my mom's jerk off older brother was involved. It, my family is at fault here. And that's why I don't speak to those people anymore. So that always gives me a little bit of chuckle. It strikes home a little bit more personally. I don't know if anyone else has the family issues. I do, where they go, yeah, that checks out. That 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 checks out. I'm I'm pot. Like whoever says besides Lenny Bruce, that like you know, like my my family was the Wolfman or something like that. I messed up that his line, but that's okay. He's dead. He can't do anything about it. What if anyone you... says they don't have family issues, even if they love their family, they're definitely lying to themselves. Like, you can have family issues. It's hard of having a family, to be honest. <laughs> Very true. What's your opinions on Wreck? Por favor. I, I need to watch it again. I haven't watched it in a really long time. Um, I remember, I think... I. It's terrible. I think I remember the American. Wasn't there an American remake? There was quarantine. Quarantine. Yes. Yeah, I remember quarantine a bit more. Um, but well, that makes I, sense because English, and it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a. If I recall correctly, it's a pretty straightforward adaptation. It's pretty, and, and it's pretty solid. I thought quarantine was a good movie. It's definitely one again I haven't revisited, but I appreciate again. It has that element of why exactly they're recording why they continue recording and yeah I wish I had more to say about it I'm looking at it right now and I I'm just looking at where it's streaming so that I can watch it again take a little trip down memory lane memory lane have you seen what I'm seeing is Wreck 2, Wreck 3 Genesis, Wreck 4 Apocalypse. Have you watched those? <laughs> I have not seen any of the sequels. I heard... Uh, Wreck 4 the... Apocalypse looks insane just from the cover. 
I remember Ted Gagan at uh, final exam trivia said that Wreck 2 is very good. So next time I watch Wreck, I might watch the first sequel afterwards and then make a decision. Make a decision but, based on that. I guess because it's an international film and maybe the sequels didn't get as wide a release. Now with streaming, you've, you'll find a movie that has like multiple sequels. Like when the fuck did this happen? Like HBO Max has many of the Children of the Corn sequels, all of which are like bonkers dimension releases. It's like why? Why, why did this I happen? I forget about those. I know when they start making, yeah, this is interesting. It's like yeah. a franchise of rec movies. All right, so there's trepidation upon about continuing along that road. Also, there is the part of me that's like, oh yeah, my if I watch the second one, is my jerk off uncle gonna be in there? Like, bleh, I don't need to see his face. I'm scared. He's he's, he's an unpleasant looking man, <laughs> inside and out. <laughs> he's probably in it. Probably, um, yeah, yeah. Him, him, him and his cunt kids. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> I said it. Spicy this morning. Daylight savings has made you spicier than yeah. usual. And I'm pretty spicy to begin with. I know. That's why I said spicier than usual. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get them Scoville units up. All right. <laughs> what? Where else you want to take us on this? Uh, audible journey into oh, our opinions yes. and thoughts so the next one gosh i there's only one i'm going to be talking about that i actually like and i need to re-watch it to see if that even stands true um well I, I i like when you get fired up and talk about things that you don't like because it's fucking genuine whether i agree or not if if you were just a you know robot saccharine yeah. tepid person these conversations wouldn't be fun and i wouldn't be recording them to put them out in the world yeah they, they, it's interesting to hear your opinion well this one i'm going to be a little bit more respectful about because i do <laughs> appreciate the people that are behind it. i just don't think it's particularly good fair um and that movie is and everybody knows well not everybody but George Romero has a very special place in my heart yes. um, with working with, you know, the foundation. Um, but I, my least favorite movie of his and just a movie that I don't particularly care for is Diary of the Dead, um, which is a 2007 found footage horror film written and directed by our dear George Romero. Um I remember watching this. So this one is where I will give credit because again, it's a group of like film students. They're all recording and there's a reason behind all of the recording. Um, so that, you know, I give credit for. Um, I thought the effects of it were really cool. I remember I'm just looking like, I remember being really, really uh, freaked out by a scene where um Oh God, I hope I'm not making this scene up. I'm pretty sure it happened in the movie, but I remember it scared the hell out of me. Um, it was like a birthday clown who yes. ended up, yeah, that scheme, skein, skein, skein. You can't work. What the hell? <laughs> what was that? Something skein. happened to your mouth. Oh my God. Rick, do you remember that scene better than I do? Would you be able to describe it? It's been a while since I've seen it. I've uh, wanted to go through uh, Romero's of the dead films. 
because uh, I'm a completist. Uh, there are some clearly I have to enjoy uh, more than others. I don't remember this scene in particular because it's been a while since I've seen Diary of the Dead. Uh, I enjoyed it. I appreciated the social commentary he was making on social media because I too uh, am a male Cuban curmudgeon from New York. So I, I can get it like this kind of mm, thing of technology and, and, and film everything. Um, there's positives and negatives to it either way. And it gets addressed in the movie of you don't exist if you're not filming this kind of thing. And I did like that this kind of takes away uh, the films that came before it, and now it's a brand new zombie outbreak. Uh, but you know that that that's George. The zombies were an afterthought. To, it was it was the 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 candy coating of what he really wanted to uh, discuss at that time. And I I always respect that. Um, I can get it uh, where it may not be to your taste. Uh, some of it is uh, uh, standing on the soapbox and saying, you know, I don't agree with this time. But, you know, that that happens to every generation when they look at the generation that comes after them and go, fuck that. Uh, I mean, I'm lucky in that I'm open-minded and I look at the generation that came after me and I'm like, can we just give it all to you? Because you seem to have better ideas about a lot of things. Maybe not everything. I may not agree with your choice in music, but if I don't have to give my records, I'll keep my records. And you, you do kids, know my generation loves records as well, and so does other generations. Not necessarily the contents uh-huh. of those records is what I mean. Um, uh, the, the the generation after mine that you know grew up on the pop music that I was like, oh, what is this Lou Pearlman bullshit? Uh, that's not for me. But as long as I don't have to hear it, I'll keep. I'll keep my business behind closed doors with headphones on, and you know we're good. I'll keep my records. You you kids take the politics. I think that, that that's where you excel. So I just looked it up, and what it is, I I remember this now is it's like a kind of like just a clown. It's footage of like a birthday party gone wrong in the movie, and it's um just a clown just like standing there, and the and the dad like pulls the nose and like blood squirts out and then like the clown bites. I remember that scaring me quite a bit. Well, clowns are frightening to begin with. Yeah, and just having one just kind of stand there like, you know, mm -mm. anyway. um, So Diary of the Dead is it's film students who are making their own horror movie. And so that's where the found footage is coming in. And um, there's little bits of like news footage that was like never broadcast, uh, interspliced, uh, well, maybe not interspliced, but in the movie as well. Um, And while they're making their horror movie, they're also dealing with an actual zombie apocalypse that's happening. It's technically well made because, I mean, hello, it's got, you know, the godfather of horror behind it. Um, The acting is fine. The effects are really great. I am, and I've had a discussion with somebody about this before, and I, um, I was really, I really appreciated that he understood what I was trying to say, because I don't, 
and I've said this before, I don't mind social commentary in horror movies. A lot of horror movies are social commentaries within themselves, whether they want to be or not. They often reflect the times that they are in. Um, and that's one of the reasons I love horror movies. What I don't love is when it's fed to me with like an airplane sm uh, spoon, like, here you go. Take the social commentary. Open wide. Um, that I don't particularly care for. And where I thought it was really eye roll for me and just didn't feel right in a Romero film. And, I, and you know, unfortunately, I, I don't know what Romero would say about it today. Um, but I hate at the end when you do see the footage of people, mm -hmm. um, you know, like really messing with the corpses, you know, and almost having fun with it. Like, yes, you know, that's... Um, not great to see that's really you know the, barbaric the, and the monster is us yes the monster, yeah but then like for her to be like you know are we really worth saving like there's just that just makes me eye roll yeah um and the and some of the the just some of the uh dialogue in this movie like just how commentary it was trying to be um about is humanity worth saving I just found it so annoying and um it, it's just something I don't really enjoy and no, I, no, I, I, yeah. I I get that in fact um I hope you don't mind me sharing this because we've we've talked yeah. about that uh and I've talked about how I don't worry about uh things anymore because things are just gonna get worse so why stress about it now and you pointed out to me that like you don't particularly like hearing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it, you don't share peace love. <laughs> my 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 nihilistic view of things, and I love and respect you. So I'm like, oh yeah, um, I can be a downer, even though uh, what I perceive myself is to be realistic. But if we're having a good time, like Rick, we don't need to be reminded that we're all going to die <laughs> probably sooner than we want. I always appreciate that you listen, though. Like, you know, somebody who is really nihilistic would be like, "Who cares what you have to think? We're gonna die." Like, you are appreciative of your of your friends and loved ones. Oh yeah, that that's why I want to get my kicks while we're here, because mm -hmm. because our, our tomorrows are not guaranteed. Let the people know that you love them, that you love them. Let the people that you hate know that you hate them, <laughs> and and in between, um, you know. Especially if in something like a Cloverfield, uh, when the end is extremely fucking nigh, I hope all of my friends are at work so you can tell your boss, fuck you, I'm leaving. <laughs> I know a lot of them work from home. Some are going back to the office. Can schedule a quick Zoom call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a text, email, CC everybody, reply all, eat my ass. <laughs> Don't worry, does that thing. But if there's another bleak film, that would be my next choice. Okay. Uh, and it's it's not 100% found footage, but I appreciate the creativity of making it look like it was a documentary directed by John Eric Dowdle. Uh, I saw it at the Tribeca Film Festival years ago and then it sat on a shelf for about 10 years and that was sad because people couldn't feel the unease that this movie put in me and I'm certain some of the other people that I saw it with 
talking about the Poughkeepsie tapes, in which basically it's a documentary about this weirdo serial killer in Poughkeepsie, New York, who filmed so many of his murders and evidence was found uh, and being in the, the barren, empty areas of upstate New York, he could dispose of remains all over the place. And it would take local authorities uh, a lot of effort, a lot of unsuccessful efforts to find him. And then he abducts one victim and he films this victim and he keeps this victim for so fucking long that she gets fully stocked homed. And it's a lot of weird, uneasy imagery to watch, but it's masterfully done. And I think the climax of the movie, when you have one of those documentary style talking heads, and this is so effective when you see him in the theater, that it's like, when this comes out, this killer will go into the theater. He might be next to you right now. And the goosebumplies that come over you when you're seeing that in a festival it's like oh snap it's a completely different reaction from if you're watching it on your couch chelsea for example there with you know her meow meow tonkity tonks like yeah tonks isn't doing this she doesn't know how to work a camcorder but it's it's one that i i love and recommend to anyone that hasn't seen it and strongly encourage people watch with the lights off have you ever seen the Poughkeepsie tapes I thought I had I hadn't I oh just, I was just looking at it no and I see it's on uh Tubi well since the sun's going to set earlier tonight yeah than it has previously That's I re I recommend having a little cuddle Watching the Poughkeepsie tapes. Tonks is going to be like, get off me. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> like, let me go. I, the, the frames of it look very frightening. <laughs> so I'm... so, so it, it works on two levels. It works for the horror fan. And I, if someone who is, a, say, a true crime fan were to stumble upon this movie accidentally, Ooh. I would not be surprised if like the Blair Witch, they thought it was true. It could be disproven with the simplest of Google searches, of course, but it could have that effect of realism temporarily on an unsuspecting audience member. Interesting. Okay. So, so if, you, if you watch it tonight, please let me know what you thought. I will. I will. Um, so I like how you got just real professional for a moment. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> I'm like seeing, a lady. I'm seeing Priscilla tonight, so maybe I'll, wa I'll watch it after. Oh, your mama. <laughs> take a, <laughs> take a little that, ride down to Memphis. I read that that actor who plays Elvis ate a pound of bacon once a day, um, and I just think method actors are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like bacon, but I don't think I can survive that. But at least this time, you will not be thinking that you're about to watch a martial arts film. That's true. That's, oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> what innocent times. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> 
So my my last film is one that I know you haven't seen, Rick, because we talked about watching it. Um, so me, you, and your girlfriend were talking about uh, watching this movie, and I remember watching it and liking it, but it's called As Above, So Below. And it came out in 2014, and that's where I said I don't hold to my word, and I went and saw this in theaters, even though I didn't want to see found footage again uh, in theaters. Um, and I think this one counts as found footage for, for the most part. And it's about a group of explorers that, um, go through the catacombs in Paris. It's actually known. It's one of the first, if not the first movie to actually get official, uh, permission to film through the catacombs or a certain part of the catacombs. And what I really liked about this movie is it's very, it's very much, reflected like what they see down in the catacombs has to do with things that they feel guilty about um that is just still lying in like their conscience and um that they are seeking you know almost redemption for so it's it is very trauma focused um and you learn about the characters throughout the movie um because of the visuals that you see that that are haunting them in the catacombs um for it being a very dark movie and by dark I mean just again it's filmed in the catacombs it's it's very dark not one to watch like on a projector um and definitely one to watch with the lights off it's still it's not as shaky from what I remember because it is just kind of like steady throughout like the catacombs of course when the characters get freaked it gets a little shaky um but it's it's really good. Um, it's one that I actually remember the more I kept thinking about it after we discussed it or just mentioned it. Um, it was one that just really stayed in my mind the last week or so. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember liking that. So I did, you know, I, I re reread the synopsis for it and um, thought it was really cool that they actually got to film in the catacombs and it's it's a fun one um yeah yeah i don't have a valid reason as to why i've not watched it uh probably just because maybe i think i've only seen the poster and never heard anyone describe it never had anyone recommend it to me i don't recall seeing any commercials about it it was just one of those things that was there uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe I thought I watched it at some point and maybe had no memory of watching it because Rona has turned my brain into pudding. Uh, and even though I did watch a lot of movies during lockdown, uh, some of them I don't remember, to be honest with you. That's why I'm glad I kept track of the films, uh, even if I don't recall uh, what happened but that's something I could see rectifying so you need, you need to watch the Poughkeepsie tapes I need to watch as above so below um, and the catacomb aspects is is a bit weird to me not just in film but in in life uh, it, my mother frequently wonders like why and, and she's not the only person that has done this why I watch such scary things it's like because I know they're not real, they're not real dead people. Um, there's a different feeling when you're around real dead people. So it would be in some place with like skulls. I remember the unease I felt 
knowingly going to Jam Master Jay's memorial outside the studio where he was murdered. Now, in general, in New York, you could be walking down any street and somebody may have died there, let's be honest, at some point in history. But it's different when you know that some real death occurred. I like the fake stuff. I like Tom Savini sculpting a head out of something and then shooting it with a shotgun. And it goes all splatterific. And that's great because nobody's really hurt. When you're around real skulls with actual uh, human tooths in the mouth, it's like, oh, no, that person had thoughts and ideas and feelings and shit. And, oh, this is weird because there's a stack of skulls here and like femurs and what have you. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> it is like, I mean, it's not always fun to see. And like you said, you know, naturally in so many places, even in houses and places that we live, somebody possibly has died there or mm -hmm. was dying there. And I always get, you know, sad whenever I see like little, little memorials for someone who may have been in a car accident or even like, you know, shot and killed on a side, on a sidewalk. And there's like a little memorial for them. I, I always find that very heartbreaking to see. So even though I did really love true crime at a point, um, I, I would take the fake stuff any day, uh, mm -hmm. because that's all. It's just sad to see. Um, I mean, there's it's, no other way to put it. It's just sad to see. It's more fun to make pretend. Chelsea has yeah. murdered me on stage so many times and vice versa. It's so true. And we're still here. We're still taken. But luckily we get to end this on a fun note. Do you have any... Oh, what's your fun note? Oh, no, you go ahead and tell me what you're about to ask. Before. Well, I was going to ask if you had any honorable mentions because there's so uh, many found footage movies. Honorable mentions? No. But I got my last film. Oh, sorry. Do, I thought you were done. No, do, do you have do you have any honorable mentions that you didn't uh, bring up or decide you're going to talk about these? You seem annoyed by a lot of found footage. I know. Justifiably so. Well, ugh, I don't know if it's going to be. You do yours first and I'll say my honorable mentions. Right. Yeah. The last one. Uh, it's a recent one. So much fun. Uh, because... Since found footage is reliant on technology, it has to evolve with technology. It's not just going to be a case of here's some kids making a movie or uh, here's some people that think they got a ghost in the house and they're not listening to the, the Latin housekeeper. I remember there was like at some point a paranormal activity sequel I didn't watch and it was uh, young Latin people were the focus and i think to myself i don't mean to stereotype but as a latin man i would not keep filming i would just leave if i encountered that and i was offended at the near suggestion that mi gente would keep filming no that's not us but deadstream directed by joseph and vanessa winter um like blair witch it's it's so low budget it's so minimal but it's updated it's a youtuber now who has had some kind of controversy as i hear youtubers will and in order to kind of get his his monetary sponsorship back he says he's going to go into this haunted house and stay all night and set these rules and live stream his experience 
And I don't remember seeing a film where I'm simultaneously goosebumpling by the tension and the fear that they're creating with next to nothing. I mean, I'm positive this movie costs more than the Blair Witch Project to make, but it can't be by much with a lot of uh, inexpensive cameras out there these days. And that, you know, the technology advanced that people can make entire movies on their fucking smartphone. I'm like, just bravo. But I'm, I'm, I'm tense and I'm goosebumply, but I'm also smiling and laughing throughout this film. It, it, it is a low budget punk rock masterpiece to watch that I recommend to anybody that hasn't seen it yet it's great when you watch something and you're like oh i love this and i can't wait to tell this person i can't wait to tell this person uh if i can even sit them down and get them to watch it with me so much the better um so yeah that that's my last movie and, it, and it's it's bringing us to an end on a fun note uh, as opposed to a a, a, a morose one uh, did you get to see deadstream uh which is out there on shutter for the people that want to see it no, I haven't. I haven't watched it yet, and I have a mild complaint. As okay. much as I love Shutter, it's impossible to watch unless you add it to your Amazon or AMC. Well, no, just your Amazon on PlayStation's four and five. So, I got I got the AMC Plus login. We'll we'll talk after. <laughs> no, it has no. <laughs> I have. I. It's just. Uh, it doesn't it, it just doesn't work it's the apps itself that don't work well on the ps4 so that's um, why um so, so you have to come over and watch it over here that's not very illegal you don't have to whisper me coming over and watching something at your place but i know that but I, I've, I've come committed to the bit at this point <laughs> covering my mouth for no one to see as i am alone in this room and and it, it, i'm just going down to, just yes and this situation god damn it <laughs> but, <laughs> but i just wish shutter shutter had a had a playstation app and i'm sure there's reasons beyond my comprehension why they don't but since i don't have a i don't have a roku or smart tv at the moment i just have a well i have a smart tv that was smart like five years ago it's not smart anymore so it, it, um, it, ain't, it ain't smart no it would keep filming during a paranormal situation instead of stopping and filming exactly and preserving its own life it's that kind of smart. <laughs> um, so, um, but no, so anyway, that's a long winded way of saying like, I haven't checked out a lot of the really good like shutter uh, exclusives lately, just because I don't have the patience to watch it on a laptop or anything. And I don't have the patience to try to fiddle with those apps on my PS4. So that's why. Then we're, we're going to have to rectify that little by little. <laughs> Uh, by getting me a new TV. Thank you, Rick. Considering that the AMPTP at the time of this recording <laughs> have not given in and provided the Screen Actors Guild with uh, their sufficient and very reasonable demands of a living wage and guarantees in writing not to use artificial intelligence to fill in background with what looks like lawnmower man demons. Um, I have not worked officially in nearly a year, so I ain't going to buy you shit, respectfully. <laughs> I love you. 
<laughs> At best, know. you get a Roku. I don't even know if this TV could handle a Roku, honestly. And if, it, if it has an HDMI cable, it can handle a Roku. And uh, logins and passwords of things that I have that you can also have. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. I think... Um... For honorable mention, if you count it, I count it as the found footage just because of how it was how it was done. But my honorable mention um, that I really like, it's just I wasn't sure if it really, really counted. So it wasn't one of my mains. Um, and I don't have much to say about it other than I really love it um, is Host from 2020. This oh, yes. Yeah. I'd count it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. But that movie was so innovative, so yes. good. It's just, it was so, and scary as hell, honestly. Like, that movie did really scare me. Um, so, and timely. Very timely. Very timely. So, love, love host. But that's all I had to say was, I love that movie. So, that's just my honorable mention. That's that's what makes it honorable. Sometimes that's all you need. So, I guess and, I And speaking of what you need, where can the people find it? If they want to find it. They can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. Just look up Chelsea Bennington and you'll see me. Cool. You can check out Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook for information about shows. Because uh, when I get them, since we're pre- performing more often, they'll go up there first. You can check out Spooky Doings on Instagram. I'm at Rick Guzman 718 on the Tweety. And uh, yeah, so we, we've got movies that we need to watch and we're going to watch and Chelsea's going to eat a pound of vegetarian bacon. I will. Because on, I plan to play Elvis soon, so I will commit. Put it on a loaf of bread with uh, some peanut butter and some fried bananas. Take care of business in a flash, mama. That's how we do. You should you should put your hair in a beehive just for fun. Oh, with, with some like really good eyeliner. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can do that. And really piss off the person that's sitting behind me. Mm-hmm. Then I'll then I'll buy a brand new Cadillac, baby. Aww. But no TV. No TV. <laughs> All the TVs go to the king. I gotta watch three simultaneously and shoot them when I get annoyed. <laughs> but all our listeners, from the bottom of the king's heart, thank you very much. In the meantime and in between time, stay good. Stay healthy. Stay spooky, mama. Otherwise, I'm going to kung fu you in the face. Bye. Nice time.